0: That's some good volume? All right. Now I feel like I can start. Wow. I'm going to start off the show by apologizing that David is not here. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is Cross Politic. I'm here with Pastor Toby, the water boy, John Green, Heather Scott, <laughs> Scott Herndon. Too many Scots in the room. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to taper down a little bit. You got kind of
1: faint. Faded out? You, is that- you got kind of faint. Did I? I don't know, but... David, you're going to fix this. will fix that. In post-production. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. We love you.
0: As you guys can see, this is going to be an Idaho show today. Right. Although, you, you guys don't know this. I know this. But John is from Texas. Oh, no. So the promised oh, land? No. Oh, no. Yes, sir. Good morning.
1: <laughs> hey. hey, hey. Watch out, see? You're welcome. You welcome. That's me. I'm taking care of you. <laughs> hey, we're so grateful to have a brand new sponsor yes. bringing you this show. They're and a
0: year-long corporate sponsor, which is very special to us.
1: Samaritan Ministries is a healthcare sharing ministry with over a quarter of a million Christians that care for one another's needs from broken bones to cancer, pregnancies to organ transplants. Mm. All without the use of insurance. Let's be honest, talking about health insurance is not something anyone really likes to do. It can be confusing with lots of jargon, plus, who really knows what's actually going on to t- take care of? That's why Samaritan Ministries is a healthcare option people should consider. It's Amen. not insurance. Actually, that just sort of makes me happy right there. Yeah. It's Christ- that alone. It's just Christians sending financial gifts to other Christians when there's a medical need. Um, Plus, caring for one another spiritually through prayer and encouragement. Christians can do that with Samaritan Ministries because they know when an illness or injury happens, Samaritan members have their backs. My wife and I have been members of Samaritan Ministries for a number of years, and it's been um, a huge blessing.
0: And, um, and what I love about Samaritan Ministries, it really does bring down the cost of health care. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's a crazy yeah. solution for actually putting so down I, the cost. I'm going to interrupt you and say yes. we are members as
2: well. Oh, okay. hey. And David here had about $70,000 in medical expenses a couple of years ago that really? were covered wow. by and, Samaritan Ministries and, families.
1: And Christian families helped. Bear the burden. Absolutely, wow. yeah. It's like what it, it's like what the church is supposed to do. Absolutely, it, and,
0: surprise! Uh, it works. It actually brings down economic <laughs> uh, problems too. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, if
1: you'd like to learn more about how you can be part of this ministry, helping each other with healthcare, visit SamaritanMinistries.org dot org and hit slash Cross Politic. That would be really handy and dandy.
0: Help! Help us! Help them! Help you! <laughs> right. Go to that website. Can you follow it? Uh, lastly, as you guys have already, we've had. Tons of club members sign up for December because they put in the code. David hates this uh, slide here. Merry Christmas, Merry
1: Christmas, because it's so exciting. All one word. <laughs> David's like what all
0: lowercase. You put in that code and you get one free month of club uh, uh, club membership for free. But we that's still stop,
1: Ron! We <laughs> <are> you, <laughs> that's right. Right. you
0: hit the wrong one. <laughs>
1: that's ridiculous. Hey, that's better. That's
0: better. All right, that all makes right. a little more sense. I'm trying. And and we'll still send you a. <laughs> Fight, la feast, pint. You're making this difficult on me, Toby. That's an idea. And it's the audience, the studio audience can't hear anything that's going no, on in our heads. No, yeah. And so they just, they just hear. So we'll still send you a pint and then whatever people? coffee cup or T-shirt that you guys sign up with that level. And that's still with one free month. Yeah. And here's the, here's the more exciting oh, slide. The more exciting slide. Merry Christmas! There's it's a, Advent. That's the
1: Christian one. That's right. That's the other one. What was the other one? The Scrooge one i don't did i have that one just that blank just plain oh, yeah black and white. it's like it's like merry christmas
0: i like mm-hmm. it merry christmas yeah
1: we're really it's excited.
0: understated about a big
1: month no.
3: okay
0: <laughs> all right we got to get into some intros here because okay. we got three guests right, in the studio yeah. and they're wondering what's going on yeah so, what they walked um, into
1: w- right to the right of me i've got scott herndon um the uh, most important thing you need to know about him is that he was a skydiver
0: and you need to take me sometime i'm serious well, the the it's only been thing a while. The only thing When's I've done time? is bungee jumping. Well, <laughs> maybe we need to go with a friend that's been recently, but I want to go with you.
2: When's the last time you, you jumped? Actually, it has been a couple of decades. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, okay. So maybe it's not the
0: most. But it was 492
2: yeah. times. Uh, eight hours in freefall. You Whoa. also
1: uh, you, eight you hours. Automated? You added that up. Eight hours of freefall. Well, free we fall. do
2: because we keep a logbook, yeah. like a pilot keeps. log That's yeah. incredible. Wow. Yeah.
1: How's it feel to have fallen for eight hours?
2: Well, you know, you're not just falling; <laughs> you're flying. It would actually be really boring yeah. past the first or second time. Yeah, if yeah. That's all I mean, you yeah. Hours, I mean, hours. Yeah.
1: Right. Also, um, you're you were an auditor for a little while. I was. Is that right? And yeah. and you're a builder. Yes. You still build homes.
2: I do. Yeah.
1: Um, and a jail chaplain. Mm-hmm. And now, um, an advocate for the unborn. Uh, you and your wife Arlene and family um, are here.
2: The they are here. They're
1: whole, actually whole families right here, over here. They're, here. they're uh, in the studio and today they're. with uh, children ranging in age from six to twenty-three. Correct. To get that yep. right. Yep. Y- your bio is only two years old. Um, so just you need up, to you <laughs> update your your bio here. And we asked <laughs> their ages a minute ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, so thanks, Scott, for joining us again. You've been on the show before. I People have. People probably remember your beautiful face. Um. <laughs> John Green is also with us in the studio. My, my Texan, my bro from Texas. Deep Thank in you. The
4: heart
1: of Texas. John and his wife Elizabeth have been married for almost forty-one years. Is that accurate? Is that true?
5: That's uh, almost yeah, almost forty-one years. That's okay, great. all right. Praise God.
1: Four children, ten grandchildren. Most of whom live in Kootenai County. John runs a private law practice and is currently a member of the Idaho State Legislature, representing District Two B.
0: We might need to talk to John about some lawyer. Correct. stuff here politics <laughs> and you're
1: now because that wasn't enough you're also running for
5: county sheriff that's correct
1: okay
0: Ooh, how many people are running for county sheriff right now
5: i think there's five in right now wow so, wow. so far there may be more that's a good crowd huh it is yeah the more the merrier and yeah. we are
1: also very thankful to have a lady in the studio this morning um you are originally from ohio is that correct
3: yeah, I'm wondering how old this bio is. So <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> Bring it up. <laughs> uh,
1: you and your husband Andrew, who's also in the studio today, um, have been living in North Idaho for the last eighteen years.
0: 22? Twenty, oh, oh, years 20 uh, <laughs> two? Twenty two.
1: Oh,
3: it's four years old. Well, before
1: politics, Heather was a small business owner, a professional aquatic biologist. Yes. That's still true. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she has a Bachelor of Science degree in biology. You're hmm. also the District One Idaho State Representative.
3: District
1: one A, yes. One A, okay. And in 2019, you and John introduced the Idaho Abortion Human Rights Act. And we've talked with you about this on the show. I think we talked with Scott some as well. Um, and so that's the point of having you all on today is that that's basically that's what this show is all about. We want to talk about uh, ending abortion yeah. in Idaho and, um, and then talk about a number of kind of related topics just, and subjects. So and Really, before we get there, yeah. we have one more Introduction here. Yeah, we do. Um, Because because
0: Joshua and Christina are in the studio and it's their anniversary. Oh, they
4: came
0: from from Tennessee to celebrate their anniversary. with cross politics. Some people go to
1: Hawaii for their anniversary. Wow. These dedicated folks come to watch a live recording of a cross politics show. So thank you. They're also Samaritan Samaritan members. members. It doesn't get better than that. That's great. uh, What year? Eleven. Eleven, Eleven, 11 years. Wow. All right. Well, congratulations. I'm going to play you something. I don't know what I'm going to play here. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> message. <laughs> right, I played you a preacher organ. There's a preacher organ. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, wow. It just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. For a long...
4: Uh-oh. Minute,
3: what do I minute, do? They I want to cut it? that off. I don't know. Stop. Uh, Did you just restart
4: oh,
0: it? Oh, no. Did you just restart it? <laughs> yeah. Just let it run. <laughs>
3: I can hardly wait. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Chocolate mounts. <bugs. laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a big deal. 14. It's a big
1: deal. Stop.
3: There. Whoa. There you go.
1: Oh man! All right, let's get into the show.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. I'll just. I, I see the time. David's, gonna, I, be ed- David's yeah. gonna be. Yeah. David's yeah. gonna be editing like, this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Make yeah. sure you look at yeah. these. Yeah, the time. Yeah. Before I push the up. buttons, right? Yeah, I'll keep it a small numbers. I got you. That's all right. I'm watching now. I'm learning. I'm learning. All right. What you got going on? Let's get into the lay land okay. here. So um, uh, maybe, Heather, we'll start with you. Um, what's the general lay of the land uh, in terms of abortion legislation in Idaho right now? Um, and and just introduce for us and for our audience what legislation um, you've introduced or you're planning to rep- uh, present here in this uh, coming term in January.
3: Well, we're still killing babies in Idaho. Right. And the law we're going to pass would stop that. Mm-hmm. That's The basics right
1: yeah so um, are there any limitations on abortion in idaho right now
3: (laughs) that's a trick question are we still killing babies yeah yeah then i think there's not many limitations okay
1: Uh, is and um are there other are are you aware of other bills that have been run or uh, what happened to your bill last year for example
3: so last year we ran this bill and this would end abortion it's it's the abortion human rights act um just to let you know, so Idaho says right now that a fetus is a baby. Right. To kill a baby is murder, but we give an exemption to murder right. for women or doctors that perform abortions. Right. There's
1: a non prosecution clause that's yeah. been added to that. So
3: it's still murder. Right. They're just, we're just not prosecuting for it.
1: Right. So, for example, if, uh, if uh, someone uh, kills a mother with child, they would be prosecuted for a double homicide, I presume.
3: Double homicide—that's actually happened in my district. Yeah. A, a man um, killed a pregnant woman, and he's in jail now for a double homicide.
1: Right. right. So the so, unborn ba- baby, in according to Idaho uh, code, is considered a human being.
3: Is considered a human yeah. being. So what? Did this- he have a gun
0: license? Because that would maybe account for some sort of license, wouldn't
3: he?
4: <laughs> oh, <Now> you. Do- <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> Ouch! Ouch! <laughs> so um. Uh, if if this gets passed, so uh, so last last year, what happened? Just
3: okay, personally. so what happened last year is we introduced the bill, we worked on the language, um, we had a lot of pushback from, we'll just say a pro life group down there.
2: Mm-hmm. And Idaho s- Right to life. No, every- <laughs> actually, it would be Idaho chooses life. Idaho and chooses David life. Ripley. Yeah. yeah.
3: So we had a lot of pushback, and so we tried to tweak the language and you know clean it. Make it more palatable for them. But what yeah. we, we basically came to the conclusion is they don't want a law that ends abortion in Idaho. Mm-hmm. And so we decided we're just not going to compromise. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to end abortion. And mm-hmm. so what this bill does, it just treats everybody the same under the law. Um, it would just outlaw abortion. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the, the bottom line. So last year we did not get to introduce it into committee. Um, the, the head of Idaho Choose His Life talked to our chairman, did not want that bill presented. Mm-hmm. He pushed back considerably. What and
0: committee is supposed to take up this kind of bill? State Affairs. State Affairs. And, and not, not the health and. Wealth.
3: No, it's State wealth Affairs. Commu- committee. State <laughs> so, Affairs yeah. deals with. Criminal with a, violations. Yeah, yeah. criminal. Okay. okay. And so we didn't completely push it last year because. Mm-hmm. We wanted to just, I guess we just wanted to introduce the topic. We wanted to have the conversations, and they, they wouldn't even let us have the conversations. Right,
0: in committee, because committee is just where you discuss, all right, what do we like about this bill, what do we not, do we want to change it, or do we want to, and, and then do we want to pass it on to the
4: floor?
3: Yeah, we were absolutely shut down. Yeah. You will mm-hmm. not show this bill. And and, we were given all kinds of steps that we had to do, and they yeah. they were unreasonable steps. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Yeah. Um, we, and John...
0: We, um, are are you uh how long have you been a legislator?
5: Just uh what this is my first term okay. I finished my first year, I'll be going into my second
0: year. Heather, how long have you been a legislator?
3: I'm going on my fifth year.
0: Fifth year. Um why did it take you so long to kind of start wanting to uh get involved in ending abortion in Idaho?
3: So I guess I, I didn't really you know, I, I felt like I was pro-life, but I didn't really, I don't know that I really understood what pro-life was until I met Scott. Mm-hmm. And Scott said, you cannot pass these other bills. They are not, they are still killing babies. And so until I dug into the law and yeah. realized, hey, we're already saying it's murder and we're allowing it, Right. I. I it's just total injustice in the law. And so, so when I figured that out and actually it was brought to my attention, I'm like, Scott's like, well, this is the bill we should run. I said, absolutely, let's run yeah. it.
4: So,
0: so Scott, you just became a legislator and you just jumped in. This is no. like, uh, god I mean, no, <laughs> John. John. Oh, John. There's get too get many Scotts in the room. I'm so <clears throat> sorry, John. Um, John, you just became a legislator and then you just jumped right into this fight. Uh, yes. What's that been like? You know, because normally, as a new legislator, you want to build relationships, make friends. Consensus <laughs> uh, unity. How, how's, that <laughs> right? how's that going for it? How's that going for it? I don't have
5: a reputation as a consensus guy in the legislature. So, uh-huh. as a matter of fact, one of the uh, things that Heather brought up—the importance of these hearings—is quite frequently that's the most um, fruitful debate that you have on a particular bill is during the hearing process because then during you get, the committee. i sorry, the committee process, yeah, right. right? Because then you get to know everybody's real feelings, and then you have public testimony. Uh-huh. Um, I was kind of shocked to learn that. There's this notion um, throughout the the legislature that we have to protect the members, which means some political uh, topics are so hot that they want to not make you vote on them. And uh, to the point that a lot of the, uh, very frequently they will ask you after you vote, do you want your no vote recorded? I was kind of shocked when I heard that because if they don't, you don't record your vote, how will your constituents know what you're doing? Yeah, And so of course I, Every vote that I uh, voted on is recorded.
1: So explain to me, what, what do they mean by protect your members? What do, what do you mean by that? And, and, and eat that mic. Oh, you just took that <laughs> mic off. I sure did.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Keep talking. Okay.
5: Uh, so protect the members um, just means um, if it's an issue that's a political hot potato that you're not quite sure where your constituency might be, you're not forced to vote in a way that, like you went on the floor where it's televised and everybody – Gets to see the tote and uh, the tally board. Okay, uh, you can kind of hide what your true feelings are. Why and, can you
0: hide that? I mean, isn't isn't it supposed to be an open process?
5: It is an open process, but in the committees, especially if you vote no and it's not recorded, unless somebody actually listens to the transcript or happens to be listening live, huh. they won't know how you vote. So it.
0: in right. committee, you can kind of bury the vote, but on the floor, you can't. Correct. Right. Okay. And okay.
3: the committees are set up to protect the legislators mm. because because. I don't get to vote on health and welfare. If, if something gets right. killed in health and welfare committee, I never have to vote on it. Yeah, right. If abortion gets killed in my committee, no one on the House floor. And that is the goal of the parties is to protect their party it's members. kind of the
1: opposite of being a public representative.
3: You bet. Right?
1: I <laughs> right. mean, it <laughs> seems like the whole point. Oh, man, my mic's falling apart. Um, the whole point of this, is, of having a, pu- a representative, is someone who actually um, is, is publicly accountable to their constituents and represent actually represents them, and so you know what they're voting
3: on. Well, almost every Republican says they're pro life, but the question is, what does that look like? Right. What does pro life like? What does it, mean, like? what
4: does it yeah, mean? Right. Oh, well.
3: And so,
1: so if this, let's say, let's just do a couple of thought experiments here. Let's say, okay, this, let's say this time around, this term, um, God blesses it, it it gets um, through committee. Let's say it even gets to the floor. Let's say beyond our wildest dreams god blesses it and it passes um isn't it going to be immediately struck down
3: go ahead scott
2: <laughs> sure <laughs> uh, i'll jump in so will you bite when you <laughs> <laughs> somebody bite when
3: when you ask
2: is abortion available in idaho the answer is there are no substantial obstacles between a mother who wants to kill her child or preborn child in Idaho. And the reason there are no substantial obstacles is because that is what the federal courts have said. And some people think that abortion jurisprudence in the federal courts is Roe v. Wade and maybe Planned Parenthood versus Casey, right. but it's actually about 37 Supreme Court decisions and denials of certiorari on a number of other cases. Right, the
1: Supreme Court r- refusing to hear another case. Absolutely,
2: yeah. and, and in those refusals, sometimes they'll reiterate the jurisprudence that until viability, you cannot place any substantial obstacle between a woman and her abortion. So when you look at all of the pro-life efforts in the past, the federal court will say, as long as it doesn't place any obstacle, then you can do it, state. right, And so the reality is, is nothing that we do, and a number of these pro-life bills that have been passed in Idaho, will pass... Supreme Court muster if there's any obstacle. So the answer to your question is, of course, if this bill passes, then Idaho will be sued in federal court by Planned Parenthood, possibly in state court as well, mm-hmm. by anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that federal court is going to say, you just violated our jurisprudence. And our position is, your jurisprudence is not the law. You have broken the law by yeah. issuing opinions that are in contradiction to the Constitution of the state. United States and the state of Idaho, right? right. So, and, and what's the what's the play then? So we get you know, and, and what do you
1: tell? I'm, I'm guessing a number of the legislators down in Boise. That's that's their that's their point, or some of their question or their concern is: so we're you know, Idaho's going to get sued for this. It's it's a
2: you know surefire thing. What's the plan then? Well, you have two options. Number one, you can show up in court, and it would be the attorney general. In his office representing the state of Idaho, and you can go ahead and show up in court, whether it's state court or federal court. Yep. Or you can just say we're not going to show up in court, and that's a legitimate option as well. Now right. if you show up in court and you go ahead and go through You're the, recognizing some of their authority uh, at well, some you, level. Sort of because What if they, you wear like
0: a Joker suit? Just
2: like walk and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> show up as a clown, you know. Here's, you you can go through the process. And what will yeah. happen is Planned Parenthood would file for an injunction. They probably file for a temporary injunction. And so within a couple of months of filing suit, the court, B. Lynn Windmill of the Idaho Federal Court okay. District of Idaho, he'll say, I'm going to enjoin you from enforcing your bill, uh-huh. your act, your law. Okay. And we could at that point, Idaho could say, we don't care. We're going to enforce it anyway, because the power is in our police power. Yeah. It's the sheriff of Kootenai County. It's the prosecutor of Kootenai County. It's the municipal police departments that can go shut down these abortion mills and do it's prosecutions. Not the, it's not the well, lone judge.
3: Well, nope. Yeah. And the thing is, are we going to act like a sovereign state or are we not? Yeah. And and if we're not going to do it for this, what makes you think our state's going to do it for guns? Right. Nobody cares about babies, but they care. Don't come for my guns. Right. Well, when uh, the feds say we're coming for your guns, is our AG going to stand up to that?
1: I was just reading. Uh, yesterday.
0: We're going to get more into that. We're going to you know, get into yeah. that.
1: Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Good you don't want uh, uh, well, I want to end the
0: segment on this. What? It, it, we have, I know. Dave's <laughs> not here, so I got to figure out how to control time you here. Have time? All right? <laughs> uh, I want to. I want to end here what? before we move on. What are the biggest hurdles right now? and getting this legislation passed this coming year. John?
5: I, I think um, getting our colleagues on board uh, to understand that uh, not not only is this the right thing to do morally, this is the legal thing to do to honor our sovereignty and our Constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if, if for no other reason – they should be helping us.
1: Is there, um, is there you mentioned the gun thing, and I know I'm kind of bringing that back. But just just messed it up. Just, cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, it seems to me like um, I mean, Idaho, of all places, it seems like there would be a number of people concerned about state sovereignty issues. Um, is, is there any buy in to that? I mean, you mentioned the gun thing. I'm also thinking about Obergefell, uh, uh, the, the definition of marriage being one man and one woman. Um, that's an illegal decision. That the Supreme Court has also foisted upon the states. I mean, how many states had a, a marriage definition in well, their constitutions? I have to
2: correct. So I have to correct your language. The Supreme Court did not foist that on the states. When the Supreme Court renders an opinion, the True. states capitulate and True. act as if the Supreme True. Court has authority. Made a law.
0: If Supreme Court made a law, exactly. exactly. Yeah. We, we, right. we, okay. So we okay. laid down. Yeah, we rolled roll our like dead dogs is
1: what we did. Our
3: yeah. AG did.
1: Yeah, and but all of the we states did. did that on abortion. All the states did that on, on on a bunch of things. And um, all right, so just playing <laughs> the, the music.
4: Done. Just play the, play the music. Done. Yeah. <laughs> done.
1: When we come back, we got two more
0: segments <laughs> of, of all this. Hey, you do not play while I'm playing outro music. Don't
2: play any. Or right. more than four seconds.
0: <laughs> more on cross politic when we come back. <laughs> Worship is not our idea of trying to please um, a a benevolent being. Uh, Worship ultimately is
4: something that God himself demands of his creatures.
6: Join us this January as we will enjoy fellowship, spiritual growth, and the worship of God at the 2020 G3 Conference. For information and reservations, visit g3conference.com. Woo! Is that going wake you up? It's getting hot it's like in
4: here. Yep.
1: Taking my sweater off. It's about it's about to get real. Roll my sleeves up. There <laughs> we go. Scott's been correcting me been putting me right putting me in my place <laughs> hey welcome back to cross politic and the fight Lab feast network and um just want a little shout out to our friends where
0: the ezra institute guys. Yeah. Yeah. sent
1: us behold your king a family advent guide um they send us copies and i guess you can get your copies from ezra institute ezra, yeah
0: and the Be- thing the thing i like about this is it's about 300 words for each day, just a little yeah. kind of a, exhortation. So some Bible passages to read. Yeah, and... some Bible passages to read. And then they give you a, a hymn, a carol to sing that oh, day, the, too. It kind of goes kids. with it. And then some questions. Okay. So you can actually, it has been I've been going through this <laughs> yeah, with my kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every year I have yeah. some sort of Advent thing I do with my kids. Last year was God Resty Mary Oh, oh by, yeah, that, that's by, um, by Pastor Doug. Pastor
2: hey, do you have one we can take home? Sure. I sh- you got mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. There we go. So
0: it's a good way to shake up your Christmas Advent. That's all.
1: Is it doing it's again. Just, just not staying up. You horrible. We also have a live studio audience, so we want to hear from now. Yay! Hey! <laughs> it's totally falling off. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I'm just going to be holding my mic by the end of this. Are right, you going to fix that? Yeah. Um, so, um, talk about the connection with the guns. I mean, we were kind of we just were getting into that, and then Gabe so rudely cut us off. Um, so, what's the deal with guns?
2: Well, that's in state code eighteen thirty three fifteen B, we passed SB thirteen thirty-two, I think it was twenty fifteen, Heather. I think that's it, when it passed is. unanimously okay. in the House and the Senate, and that whole bill was to defy the federal government if they try to pass something and issue a law. And it lists a whole bunch of things administrative order, executive order, administrative rule. It gives a big list and it says if the federal government tries to pass a law that infringes on the constitutional right to keep and bear arms that Idaho will basically not enforce their law, except it specifically left out opinions against of elect- the judiciary. Oh, And and so I'm calling them out on it because I know for a fact that if the federal courts oh, issued sure. some opinion right. against the right to keep and bear arms that Idaho and Lawrence Wasden would roll over. And capitulate completely. Uh, yeah.
1: Completely. I was, I was reading yesterday, actually, in Virginia. You know, the Virginia House of Delegates uh, has a, a Democratic majority now. And they've come in and I think right off the bat just introduced a bill that uh, makes it illegal, makes it criminal to uh, not only carry, transport, or sell, um, I think it's, uh, I don't know, whatever, AR-15, AR-15 or 15 something. kind of guns, yeah. but to own the the gun. And, and I was reading an article yesterday about how I think some, somewhere in the neighborhood of like 30 or 40 counties have already in the last week um, uh, passed or are in the process of passing um, county legislation um, that's a, um, basically creating sanctuary counties for the right to own these guns against the state. So their own state mm-hmm. is trying to it's not uh, even a, a state right not, it's versus federal, federal thing. thing. It's a, it's a it's county a, versus state. It, it's a county thing. Yeah, um, we've also talked to a couple of county shef- uh, sh- uh, sheriff's in um, the last few months about red flag laws. Um, uh, are you familiar with those?
3: Absolutely. Yes. They've tried to pass those in Idaho. Yeah. and It almost passed, I think, last year and the year before. they are come that close wow. within wow. two to three votes in the House, and it's going right. to go through.
2: Wow. So, well, now it's going to be in the Constitution of Idaho. That was the victim bill would do the same thing.
3: Yeah, the, Marcy's the Law. Marcy, okay. yeah. That's a red flag law. Absolutely. What?
0: Marcy's um, Law is a red flag oh, law. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. To call oh, yeah. Marcy.
3: Law. She's such a nice lady.
4: Because
1: she was a victim. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so um, why the – I mean, there's – why the disconnect between – I mean, it seemed – I read the article about the Virginia counties, and I'm thinking, okay – you you'll do this for your for guns. guns. Yeah. Um, what about for the babies?
3: Because I think society has told these women over and over it's just a blob, just some cells, it's not a baby. We we don't call it murder anymore. We call it abortion. Yeah. Abortion is murder. Right. And so we've we've desensitized ourselves that we're killing all these babies. Um something I've been researching is go look up child sacrifice. Go up. Go uh, look up uh, the god of Moloch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. In
1: the Bible. In the right. Bible, right. yeah. Yeah, we, we read the Old Testament stories and we think, man, those people were so awful and bloody. And we legalized it. And, and like, no, but stop. I mean, we're doing that. Um, I mean, why, why were idols so attractive? I mean, I think we also just have this bad idea where people in the old days were just dumber than us no they were attracted to idols for the same reason that we're attracted to idols they they give power respectability Mm -hmm. influence money whatever they offer sort of short-term uh wins at the price of the blood of your children yeah you know and your soul right ultimately um so um i want to i want to push around a little bit just in terms of um uh strategy here and so you're running one bill we are um full throat supporter we're going to cheer you on we're going to we're going to run we're going to probably talk to people down in boise when you're going down there and we're going to see what we can do to uh cheer you on we've also heard um that there's um a heartbeat bill that's um that's supposed to be out. presented as well yeah. another representative is is um going to be supporting a uh, uh presenting a heartbeat bill of uh, in this next term of january um uh can we run both do you want to answer that john sure go ahead
5: Oh, you said, do I fight? Yeah. sick so can I? Nope. <laughs> You're talking too much. <laughs> um, you know, here, here's the problem, uh, and <clears throat> uh, I, I have uh, have had to apologize a lot of times because I got it. Not that I wasn't pro life; I've been pro life my entire life, right? Um, but I was what you would call a lukewarm pro lifer, mm-hmm. and um, and what I came to realize after a, my first exposure to the abolitionist movement, which was a number of years ago in Texas, by the way. I promise um, <clears throat> Is that Deep in the heart, just ruin his th- thought, <laughs>
0: thought pattern there? Sorry, I
5: could go ahead. Is that this this we're doing the same thing over and over again with these partial measures trying to save babies? Every one of these uh, uh purportedly pro-life bills, the argument is, this is going to save babies. and When point in fact, none of them have saved any babies. We have more abortions now than we ever have, and the trend is just going to continue. So increase. is that
1: true? I mean, I'm just just stop you for a second i was reading stats yesterday or the day before that said that the abortion rate has now dropped to at the same as or below what it was at when roe versus wade passed
5: uh well it would depend on what your what uh, data points you're using to to determine the rate right the the actual number of abortions is up
1: is more so so they're talking about rate maybe when because i'm I'm Mm. reading articles particularly from like hard leftists who are freaking out right now about the number like 40 uh, or I think 40 of the 50 states have passed more pro life bills, and you know, and we can you know talk about the relative helpfulness or usefulness of all of them. But but I read some of these hard lefties and they're like they're freaking out. And you know, you know, Trump's got two Supreme Court justices in now. I've got my doubts of exactly about how effective the Supreme Court is actually going to be. And you know, I know that you know, Roe versus Wade was decided by a a majority, majority. Republican majority, appointed majority of Supreme Court justice. I don't put my hope in all that, but at the same time. I also look at the way that they're freaking out and, it, see, and, I, and, I, and I want to push back a little bit and say, so is it true to say we haven't saved any babies that we haven't actually pushed back the tide at all with these,
2: these laws? Well, let me say something here and you, you haven't saved any babies and you haven't pushed back the tide the, like if your measurement is, have we saved any, that should not be the measurement in the, in the United States constitution. And in the Idaho state constitution, our legislators, these two folks right here and everybody else in government, takes an oath to uphold the law of the land. It's irrelevant whether you save any babies. What's relevant is whether you upheld the law of the land. That's Mm -hmm. the question. And so these legislators that want to run a bill, which, by the way, will have no effect because every heartbeat bill that gets passed because it's a judicial supremacist bill They already know it's never going to take effect. So, of course, it's not going to save anybody. But they are violating their oath, and that's the more critical thing. When we talk about the right to keep and bear arms, we talk about it is a God-given right to secure your own safety even against your own government. Period. That's obvious. It's obviously our God-given right to throw off our government— should we see that as necessary? But, but
1: fully, fully automatic weapons have been banned for like 70 years. This is a
2: good example of 1833-15B having no effect. You
1: just spoke in tongues.
2: That was an you act. You spoke I know. I hear <here laughs> I'm
3: annoyed by the Holy legislators. What? to the <laughs> <laughs> what, what, uh,
2: We pass this bill that says we're going to intervene when the Congress passes a law, and then we have this law, and we have more than one on the right. books that we haven't done anything about. Right. We so, should...
1: So part of my point, though, is I'm thinking I agree. I mean, I, so I think yes, the law of the land. At the same time, when you're in a food fight or a cat fight or whatever we're going to call it, where it's like you know, I mean, they're not playing by the rules. They they've been ignoring the Constitution for ye- for I mean, over a hundred years. And, and we're really. talking conservatives have been ignoring and, the Constitution. And so here mm-hmm. we are, you know, yeah. 120 years. I mean, uh, you know, 130 years at least into I mean, or longer really of ignoring constitutional law. And and you're in this this food fight. I agree. We should be upholding the Constitution as much as we possibly can.
2: Well, then the- I'll then I'll jump in and say we have a, an obligation to God. Forget the Constitution. Sure. See, we're Christians. Yeah. If we're not going to stand up for the law of God, sure. See, our job is to tell what is government for. We're Christians. We're our job is to tell government what they're for and hold them to account for it. Right. They are given a delegated authority by God to uphold. The murder law, for one thing, that right. God passed when Noah got off the ark, He said, "Don't murder," because everybody's made in my right. image. Genesis nine six. But so here's, here's we have here's, to tell them that. Here's the problem I have with with that. I
0: agree with you. The decretive word of God is very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but God also gives us all sorts of scenarios in the Old Testament where you know Saul attacking David and going to kill David. David didn't just turn around to Saul and say, "Hey, don't, thou shalt not murder." Like David was in this narrative and in this story and was tr- being wise uh with the chips that were on
1: the were on the board or you have a number of kings that are you know you go through the kings and they're you know he, he was righteous and he was faithful but he didn't remove the high places
2: but john nailed it when he introduced his answer to this subject that for 46 years we've experienced and experimented with the futility of pro-life laws. Look, here's your last 18 in the state of Idaho. Okay. They haven't saved anybody. This is over the last 10 years since 2010. So why are you going to do another one
3: well, for 46 I- I'll years? I'll interrupt here, too. Yeah, so please. So the heartbeat bill. Right. Who gets to define when life begins?
1: Well, God, of course.
3: No. Not in the heartbeat bill, it's man because man says When the heartbeat
0: starts. That's what they're saying. They're saying yeah. until right.
3: the heartbeat Or okay. until we detect Until we
1: can detect the heartbeat.
0: Yeah,
3: and they're not even yeah. following their own science because their own science says right. that when that's a fertilized egg, then life has begun. Right.
1: The reason so, I the reason I like heartbeat bills, not as not as the solution, but just as a tactic, is because I love that CNN has to say that a baby at six weeks has a heartbeat. Maybe as early as six weeks has a heartbeat. And they have to keep saying that. And, of course, they're freaking out. And I see that as a rhetorical
2: victory. All, of a, a sudden, a question. all of a sudden, Toby is just... a pastor. Yep. Yes, sir. If, if we were killing pastors and a number of your cohorts were being killed, <laughs> right. would you be happy that CNN, and it was legal to do so and protected for right. 46 years, and your time was coming up, would you be content that CNN is just talking about the fact that you have no, a heartbeat? That's con- how you measure No,
1: but I wouldn't be content with that. But I would see that as actually a rhetorical Winning. victory.
2: I'm David, who's <laughs>
1: not here, Chalk and Knox. I'm gonna give a shout out to you. I think he said this maybe to you before, but he said this on the show a number of times. He says if if he's a slave in in you know in 1860s or 1850s or whatever, and his his master goes to the, the to the state house and it says I'm gonna try to get freedom for you, and and comes back and says all I got was that uh, the masters have to stop raping the women. He said he said would I be would I be thankful for that? Yes, I would. Now, yep. is,
2: is that the solution? But in pro no. but in pro life bills because of the Supreme Court, you don't even get that. You don't get anything. That's the whole point. You do all these exercises, and all you get is the rhetoric on CNN. Yeah, that's all, so, all you get. That's, it. Let, that's let me, all me, you get. Let me bring this conversation <laughs> back don't to you. understand that's a point. it for 46 years. I, I that's no, no, no. It. So,
0: so it let, I, mean, I mean, think let no, no, it's it true. Let me keep First of all, Planned Parenthood organizations have gone in half since the 90s. Yes. All right, So there's a number of actually statistical realities that the pro-life movement has had some wins. Okay, you say okay. they've
2: gone in half?
0: Yes. No, actually the, Planned the Parenthood... number of it, locations.
2: So let me explain what's actually happened. The number of small abortion mills has reduced. Mm-hmm. Instead, they've built super huge abortion centers just go to Houston. Some, some have. Yeah, yeah. some no, have. Planned Parenthood, let me I'm explain. Not, I'm not disagreeing what with you on Planned that point. Planned Parenthood has done is they've used abortion regulations mm-hmm. to basically out-compete The competition—they they do one third of the abortions in the United States. If you look at their profitability and their market share, Mm -hmm. they're using government to gain market share, certainly, and to do better abortions. And they do. Um, And so Planned Parenthood is highly profitable because we play this game. No, no, I'm I'm
0: not not disagreeing on that point. Secondly, uh, uh, ultrasounds have been shown and known to prevent and change mother's decisions before they go and have an abortion.
2: Yeah, but remember that's a pro-life dude. win. Now, right. hang, on, no, hang on, Scott, no, hold no, on. Yes. I'm not done yet. I I'm agree. not done yet. Hold look, on. Look, right. finish.
0: Lastly in all this. And so, um, uh, <clears throat> what legislation, so I'm with you guys on the end abortion stuff, but what legislation has the end abortion movement passed? Zero, nothing, zilch, the pro-life movement for all their faults, for all their problems has passed Legislation that has helped in some form or another, and it's also caused harm in some states and some definitely, you know, there's, um, um, but they have saved or changed the narrative in a way that the abolitionist movement has not.
5: I, I would disagree with you that they've saved anybody, first of all. You bring up a good point about the ultrasounds. Uh, one of the things that we hear complaints on, and this goes back to the abolitionist groups, showing these very graphic images, those images have impact. Now, I saw one of those signs. I thought, Oh, this is, this is, this is disgusting. I shouldn't see this. I shouldn't look at this, but that sign wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. But if that sign has, and I know those signs have had effects on people that were Mm -hmm. contemplating abortion. It's the same with the ultrasound, Mm -hmm. not that those are not um, good measures. They are, but they're not incremental. They're, they're people doing their best to try to convince usually one-on-one some other human being not to kill their child. And for that we should applaud them. However, the problem with this issue that we're talking about, the incrementalism, is we have this notion we're gonna pass this partial partial measure, we're gonna save a few. Heather brought up a good point about when does life begin? When the heartbeat starts or or at conception. And that's the problem. We have this idea that if we have a heartbeat bill, it will save babies but we're not going to change what we do as far as the law. Mm-hmm. They are not going to combine the heartbeat bill with the exercise of sovereignty. The ab- the abortion of, a, of of human abortion in Idaho absolutely must be coupled with a full and complete immediate exercise of state sovereignty yeah. that our law yeah. refle- our civil law reflects the natural law and we're going to enforce it.
1: What right. if, what if uh, was it Tammy Nichols who yeah, introduces Nichols, this yeah. heartbeat bill? What if she included, I don't know if she would, uh, state sovereignty measure in a heartbeat bill and said and if the state if the, any courts tries to give an injunction to this law we instruct all of our lesser magistrates to ignore it and we grant you immunity to it all what if they did that for a heartbeat bill? then i'd
2: tell them they should run the abolition bill because if they're going to do that why are they going to still let some babies die that'd be no. stupid if they so were. frankly well, well
0: because the, but here's the part of the problem is is southern idaho is highly mormon and so you have this whole um I
3: didn't know that tur-
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: news to me uh and and they would be more likely to go for that um than they would for the abolitionist bill now there, here's why I, I am for running both is because I think the abolitionists are playing a very important role um in this last two years yeah they've you guys have pushed the narrative right where it should be okay and, if, and, and ab- now and abortion not, is murder, yeah. Right. And and we need to end abortion. I mean, how many states are now talking about abortion? How many pastors do you now see going around the U.S. preaching end abortion at their local abortion mill now? It's a it's a movement that is never. But
1: even the pro-life, the mainstream pro-life thinks that heartbeat bills are extreme, like they think like we're going radical now. Yeah. Really, I mean, because it is they're, like, they're now pushing heartbeat bills because and, of you guys. And I think that's yeah, I think that's thanks yeah. to the uh, Well these
3: pro life groups. I I'm just so disappointed what I've seen in Idaho. Oh. I mean, I, I think they're truly concerned about more money than they are money and supporters and to keep themselves so, going. I
0: think there can be <laughs> truth to that. I, I definitely can identify where I'm disappointed in the pro life movement. One
1: of the things I've we've, we've had them on our show. We've gotten and, into it. And them. we've called them out. Yeah.
0: And, and what I don't want to happen in here, because I think I think it's a little disin- disingenuous for us to say that the pro life movement has done nothing, oh, because I, yeah. we've been silent for forty. The abortion movement has been silent for forty years. The pro- no, you know? that's that's oh. not even true. Because no, there you, got, been- you got Rescue Operation America, I, like you yeah. know, like I know, but they have not had a big voice. They're working on it. It's coming alive. But the problem is, is we sit here. I, I've had friends in the in the in the pro life movement, not Catholics. In all this, and I disagree with Catholic theology, but if Catholics had not been there in the eighties, there would have been no resistance at all from the church
1: and all this, the, the, the Catholic, the Roman Catholic lady that ran our right to life organization locally for since Roe versus Wade just handed it off to a couple of uh, young couples in our church who, you know, and, and, and you think she's been, she's been walking this for whatever, 40, 40 years. years. Yeah. And, um, and I, I don't want to throw her under the bus even if I think tactically there could have been better moves along the way, and some of it wasn't as important as maybe they thought. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we, we sit on their shoulders. Uh, they've been laboring, praying, standing in front of the clinics, doing the walk for life.
2: When we have not, okay. Well, but I want to separate a couple things for you. So yeah. we have the legislative realm, and then we have the realm of what do we do? Citizen while kind of stuff. Yeah. Abortion yep. is legal, yep. and yep. there are abortion clinics, and we mm-hmm. need to help. Mm-hmm. We need to try to turn people away from killing their children, and we need to be an assistance to people. Yep. That those are. I want to help you guys try to get you guys to divide the two. Yeah. When we talk about the role of government, that's different than trying to save babies on the street and so i think there you can run all plays but in the government our job as christians we're the. see you got to understand when we talk about idolatry idolatry is not just having a god called Molech; it's also having a god called i want to save a few babies yeah right our, right. our think, job put, is to put god first which is, is that we obey god and we do everything that god has commanded and we but, and we go and disciple the nation in that that's our job biblical, our job is b- to tell them what god requires right, yes. I, I agree with that but
1: godly politicians also have to exercise wisdom and and, and that means daniel in babylon y- you have situations you know. where you know solomon has the two prostitutes fighting over the baby and there's not a there, you know they they've, they he's got to exercise wisdom and figure out how do i get from here to there that's What a godly magistrate also does
2: and says, Well, but Solomon well, was an absolute and, ruler, and that was more of a principle. Solomon this, could dictate the truth anytime, as
3: a Christian legislature. No, he could, so yeah, legislator. Be God. I'm just asking for my side to be heard. Oh, absolutely. And, and they're basically shutting me down, saying right. we don't even want to hear it, right? And, we'll and get, that's what's not fair, uh, yeah. And that's horrible.
1: One, yeah. more, one yeah. more question just about another possible play in all this. So, back to the Mormon thing, there's you know, tons and tons of Mormons, Southern Idaho, according that, to Mormon. Uh, law or whatever their their rules um, abortion is is prohibited except for exceptions for rape incest and life of the mother okay i don't agree with those exceptions at all um period but what what about a bill that said abortion is banned except for rape incest life of the mother, with also an injunction for the courts and, and immunity oh. for those who defy the the courts um, What about a bill like that to get mormons to sign on
3: i 'll say this. We're looking at this through the baby's eyes. We're not looking at it through the mother's. I'm, it's not looking at it. We're, we're looking at it to protect life. We're not looking at it to make somebody feel better about their choices. Sure. Um, it, it's about the life of the baby. That's so, what the difference with our bill is. It has nothing to do with the mother. It so, has everything to do with the baby. Sure. Toby,
0: Toby's question is basically saying, if you had the ability to end 99, 99% of abortions in Idaho, would you vote for that bill?
2: I'll tell you, if you have the ability to end 99% of abortions in Idaho, then you have the ability to end 100%. Yes, you do. Because it's Mormons. Yes, you do. Idaho is highly Mormon. When When you you give a politician something, you have to do, they will take it every single time. I
5: need to interrupt here, first of all. Do it. Get in here, John. um, First of all, uh, because we mentioned her name a couple of times uh, Tammy Nichols. Tammy uh, belongs to the LDS Church. She is a solid Liberty legislature, Mm -hmm. legislator. I know from her, from my conversations with Tammy that if she could end abortion tomorrow, she would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know that within the LDS community, they're not all in agreement on this to have these exceptions. Okay. We already have some that are solidly with us. We have yeah. some that are not. Okay. Um, and it, but, it's, but it's more than just the, the religious people, even if they're non-Christian. Yeah. This issue has to transcend God uh, on, a, on a legal level. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very blessed that my district is overwhelmingly Christian. Yeah, um, But that's not the case for the United States entirely. Or
0: right. even most of Idaho. Yeah, yeah. We're,
5: we're approaching close to 50% of people that maybe, if, if they give lip service to God, probably don't have any real belief. Right. But this issue, one of the most eloquent pro-life um, uh, apologies I ever heard was from an atheist. And I can maybe explain that afterwards all right we'll do that wow man he knows his game right there you just start playing the music (laughs) after the break i don't usually i don't
1: usually stop i just keep going
0: until i'm done i know the comments on facebook and youtube are blowing up right now (laughs) right more from cross politic when we come back love all of you love all of
1: you yes
6: (laughs) what i can tell you for sure after 25 years in this business is people hate to be sold but they love to be taught put this course together because i want you to know how to see what other people miss our goal is to become a professional i want to be really clear what i mean by professional everybody can tell you what happened but a professional can tell you why they've assessed the situation they've seen what happens but they they can see things They understand the dynamics between the variables so that they can manipulate the variables to get a very different outcome. Diagramming sales calls is by far one of the most important sales calls you can deliver if you're going to be elite. Right off the get-go, you've got to come in. You've got to blow their doors off. You've got to do a great job. You've got to show them you know what you're talking about, and it's got to work. I want to talk to you about the business of forgiveness. What do we do in those really tough situations? Everybody wants a secret to success. They're not secrets. They're there to be seen. It's just, how do I see it? How how did you see it? How did he see it? How did she see it? Always remember this. Product positioning is not making something easier to sell. It's making it easier to buy. Alvin Toffler has this great saying, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who can't read and write. It's going to be those people who can't unlearn, learn, and real. I'm Jason Elmore. Join me in becoming elite.
1: Cross We're having fun talking end abortion in Idaho. Uh, we got Scott Herndon in the studio with us. Representative Heather Scott. Representative, oh no. Josh. John Green. John Green. Josh. John. 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 Oh, we're we're butchering. It's Scott. Sorry. It's Josh. John. Too many first names in this. Yeah. Group. I'm so I'm sorry.
0: Um, we're gonna start calling you Andrew. That's the next. Before we get to John Green, we're
1: just gonna Andrew, <laughs> Andrew
0: yeah.
4: you know.
1: Bill, Fred, yeah. Tom. Um, uh how does the how does the Dred Scott case fit into this, Heather?
3: So that's when states stood up and said, no, black people are humans. They right. they are citizens. So that was a
1: Supreme Court ruling.
3: And the Supreme Court said no, they're not. Yeah, and, they don't
1: have a standing in, in, in uh federal courts right. in the United States. And the
3: state said yeah, we think otherwise, and this is how we're going to treat them in our state. Yeah, And that's kind of how we're trying to look at babies. Yeah, they're they're humans, right. and so we're going to treat them like humans in Idaho. Right. That's all we're trying to do is just treat them like humans in Idaho. It right. has nothing to do with rape or incest or mothers or committee hearings. It's like they're kids. They're mm-hmm. babies.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things we want to talk about a little bit is, is how, did, how in the world do we get here yeah. as a culture? We're we we've murdered over sixty million babies in the name of choice. This doesn't happen by accident. How 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 did we get here?
3: <laughs> One degree off. Just a little bit of sin. You just open that door. Next right. thing you know, next. That's why we can't stop at the heartbeat bill.
1: Of
4: course, it's not. just
3: a little bit. Yeah. It just it allows man don't, to define. And don't so,
1: misunderstand us. Our interest in in running other places is not because we'd be happy with and like satisfied right, right, right. with any of those. We want it all gone. Right. Period. Complete. Yeah, so don't, right. don't don't misunderstand. But, yeah, so what does that look like?
2: What are the one degrees of sin that we've given into? Well, I mean, so you bring up a good point. When Gallup polls people every year for the, since Roe v. Wade, they've done a consistent polling, and most Americans, number one, support abortion being legal. And I'm talking 80% when you talk about incest and rape. Right, right. So some, that's what we're some, talking about. 75, yeah. 80%. Yeah. Now, when they're challenged, and this is the problem, when you talk about the moral argument and you really push the moral argument, which Our legislature has the constitutional right to do. It's in your Article 3, legislative department. But when you talk about the moral argument, that's when you convert people. But Washington State, so before Roe v. Wade, you had a lot of things leading up sexual revolution. You had a lot of things that led up to Roe (laughs) v. Wade. Uh, The undoing of the Comstock laws, a 1965 Supreme Court case about contraception. Uh, Is that the Comstock laws? You know, the Comstock laws were from the late 1800s had to do with contraception, right? So then okay. you had a 1965 Supreme yeah. Court case, case Griswold versus Connecticut or the other way around. Anyway, Washington state in 1970 actually passed a voter referendum legalizing abortion in early right. term. Right. In the 1990s, Washington state passed a ballot initiative. That basically said, if Roe v. Wade got reversed, if the Supreme Court reversed, Washington's going to keep their most liberal abortion laws. It's a problem in in, with the people. There's a demand. And when you talk about legislators and and governments not wanting to undo this, they're probably, and you talk about the Mormon church and other churches and regular people, they're trying to cover their own sin. 40% of people have or women by the time they're done with their reproductive age have probably gotten an abortion. Ugh. Yeah. That's most of the people in these churches. Right. Most of the people in government. It's not right. most but it's a good percentage and then of yeah. course a number of people are related to them. Right. And abortion covers up sin. Yeah. Right? right? It covers up It tries to. Pedophilia. It right. covers up a uh, guy in the church having an inappropriate relationship with a girl mm-hmm. in the church. Yep. Yep. So yep. this is if you don't think that's part of it, a guy in government having an inappropriate relationship with someone else Absolutely. in government.
0: Yeah. So so here's here's my concern, uh, the moral concern I have with about end abortion legislation, which I'm for and I want to see happen. But we have judges who are presiding over the murder of 1,400 children a year here in Idaho, and then we pass in abortion in abortion legislation and then january 1st those same judges are going to somehow be able to preside over that the the distinction if this if this girl m- murdered her baby or if this girl was forced into murdering her baby or if this girl was a 13 year old brought by her pedophilia you know
3: but there's p- a lot pimp. of steps before it gets before the judge i
0: agree with you on that i'm just saying is all of a sudden we're going to like flip this switch and all of a sudden be able to judiciously be able to judge on these situations that's not how the bible talks well, about these honestly dynamics. i
2: don't think this switch is going to just flip out of the blue. When we put forward God's standard, the Holy Spirit of God is going to move even upon heathens to do the right thing as far as in the legislature and the government. The governor's going to have to stand up. Brad Little's going to have to stand up and really push this bill in order for it to be successful. Prosecutors are going to have to repent in order to bring cases related to this bill before judges ever capitulate. By the way, I think this was Tim Remington's concern that he was really expressing a candlelight that You're now going to ask judges to judge rightly. How's that going to happen? A move of the The work of the Holy Spirit. That's that's really good, Scott, because I mean, and I think that's
1: that's a really helpful way of framing all of this is 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 this is one prong and it's an important prong legislative prong. But you've got the people on the on the sidewalks ministering to to, at at the clinics. You got people doing websites and conferences, but you also have um, the gospel going forth in all of this. And it has I mean, all of it has to be driven ultimately by God's work.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, with regard to these legal issues, now asking these judges to judge rightly, I think because of how our legal system works, that's really not even an issue. We change, turn a switch on and off every year when we make changes in the legislature. There's an effective date to a new law, and from that point forward, the law operates according to what the, stat, the legislature has uh, passed. But as far as the judges go, to the, to the point that they are really just uh, the referees of a legal proceeding – Uh, They're not the ones that are really judging. Ultimately, especially for this issue, I would envision that in most cases, as an experienced criminal defense lawyer, I would say, this is an issue I'm going to want to go to a jury. Mm -hmm. Now, that's where you have to have a change of hearts. Right. And there are a lot of mitigating issues um, that come into play (laughs) when you're determining the course of action for a prosecution, which brings me to another point I wanted to go back to real quickly. Go for it. We have have to to change our tactics a little bit. Last year, when Heather and I first started, you know, twisting the arms of our colleagues to try to get them on board, probably the most prevalent um, uh, explanation for why they didn't want to support us was um, because they're worried about prosecuting mothers for having those abortions. Right. And so we put our heads together, Scott and Heather and I, and we came up with a what we thought was a solution for that. That would pretty much take that table, that issue off the table, which is in the case of an abortion, the mother would not be prosecuted if. She cooperated with the prosecution to testify against the doctor. And then, mm-hmm. so we put that into the bill, that language yeah. into the bill. And all of a sudden the people that were objecting before, well, no, we're still not going to go with you. So yeah. Yeah. it was kind of a false, um, yeah. you know, position on their part.
1: Yeah. I appreciate, right. I appreciate yeah. that. That's a really, yeah. I think that's helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason why that's helpful, though, is also thinking, again, thinking about the cultural nature of this sin. I mean, you, you, I mean, we're all, we all have blood on our hands. I mean, you know, whether it's actual like family members or people in our family or churches or whatever, but the I mean, society is a church. But, but, but as you're yeah. noting, Scott, I mean, there there is demand for this blood, and the demand is driven by our sin. Uh, we we want to live in ungodly ways. We want to live in lawless ways, and then we want to cover. We want to try to cover our tracks and cover our sin. And so, I mean, you know, I mean, how how many how many men are are, are using porn regularly? I mean, right. pornography is a multi-billion dollar industry that rides on the back of the abortion industry. I mean, it demands that women be living in a way, um, in which they would be required to murder their babies. Right. And, and you know, you click on that image, you click on that link and you're, you're saying you're
0: clicking on that demand, you're
1: voting for, um, that kind of society. Right. And, and, you know, you, you're not going to, you're not, we're not going to end abortion if, while we still have that kind of, um, uh, that that kind of licentiousness, that kind of that kind of lust, That's driving really us. The, the two can't. They, they they go together. Right.
0: One of the things that we've um, made the connection on in our show is that um, a, abortion came after parents started kicking their kids out of worship service into the second day little kid service while while the real worship happens over here. So parents go over here and worship while the kids go to some sort of Sunday school kind of thing, and then. 50 years later kids if you have children exactly you did it you did um and and so there's a there's a you know talking about one degree away we started off with this little sin uh, and where we thought we were actually doing something good well not
1: only did we take them out of church and say you're not really christians you're not really with us in the faith but then we sent them off to the government schools Mm -hmm. and said would you please disciple our children right Right, so I mean, we we did it was a it was a double move, right? That's and, right. And so we were despising our children. I mean, tons of Christians doing it. We you know we we weren't, and then and then a real thoughtless just acceptance of birth control culture, mm-hmm. um, of no you know, fault divorce. I mean, I mean Margaret Sanger kind of came up with this, the the founder of Planned Parenthood, and a bunch of Christians just sort of like, oh, okay, I guess children are optional. Yep. And and in a real thoughtless way, not thinking like Christians. And um, and so is it any wonder that our culture has learned to despise the image of God in unborn children? Well, because the church taught them. First.
3: And yeah. and to, if we go back to the bill, or, or you know, they always say for rape and incest, it's okay to abort. Right. Well, that is that is the crime. I mean, that is proof of the crime. Right. Rape and incest is a crime. We right. act like it's the mother's fault, so she has to get rid right. of right. of the proof. But that is. That is on the the rape and the incestor.
1: right? I was I was like how our, our pastor Doug Wilson likes to put it is you know I don't I don't think that we should punish one of the victims for the crime, right? That, the baby right. is a victim, a ba- sure. the baby is another one of the victims. And so yeah. when when in other any other crime do we punish one of the victims? Well, for-
2: so one of the things you're talking about is that there's rot throughout society. I think this year that transgender inmate. He just got he his just first got prep his surgery. Yes. Right now, this is another court t- opinion yeah. that came down that said you will obey and you will give this guy this thing. And then Brad Little made kind maneuvers of, saying, yeah. hey, man, we're not going to do this. We're going to appeal. We're going to stand up. We're going to go ask the higher yeah. federal court. But, of course, we're going to capitulate. But we capitulate yeah. on everything. Right and now. that's sort of the point of this bill is to not capitulate you gotta draw the line on everything. one of the things that one of those pastors up in court d'Alene really cares about is that we have anti fornication uh, anti what is it? Adultery, Adultery laws. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not enforcing those. Sure. We don't enforce yeah. anything we righteous.
3: people to yeah. positions. Right. We're mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. performing that. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: True.
4: Sorry.
3: <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Cut that out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is the point. We have <laughs> abandoned righteousness. And right. so we need to call for righteousness in every aspect of life and government. And that's what we're doing with have this we, bill. I thought about
1: running a, a bill a, – Back on marriage again? I mean, think about court overreach. I mean, we all just fell over with Obergefell. Just limp. We just Why
3: would you run? Because our Constitution says a marriage between a man and woman is the only domestic legal union that that shall be recognized. So
1: so I think a a law that um, instructs um, the state to cease any compliance with With Obergefell. Obergefell. Well, actually, I've got a better one on that one. Okay.
2: So I think we're going to see a bill, and you guys need to support it, and it'll be to eliminate <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> marriage licensing, and instead we'll just go ahead and still in- record the marriages with your local county recorder. You still have to meet the, re- the constitutional requirement, man and woman. Like That's presumed because that's in the Constitution, and, but we're not going to license it. So you're not going to go get a grant of permission from the state to go ahead and get married. You solemnize so, the but, marriage uh, like so usual. Could-
1: could homosexuals go and, and register their marriage, though? With the sure, county?
2: I'm sure that it's a county recorder. It's it's a If you love I'm, freedom and liberty... But that doesn't then,
1: really... I'm just wondering what that yeah, does. The
2: government's getting out of the marriage business. They're not supposed to be there anyway. Now you've stepped into a realm that the government never yeah. had authority in the first place, oh, well, except in, to enforce the adultery laws. And yes, frankly, right. if you really... And do we have anti-homosexual yeah. sex laws? I, I don't even know if we have those on the books right now. Right. But you certainly have the constitutional... But here's here's the one. Here's the one correction.
0: Against such a thing, here's the one correction: is the government? You're right. Is they accept the definition that God handed down in the Word of what marriage means? But the government still needs to be involved in the witness of a marriage because uh, there's
1: property and inheritance and divorce. But that's where the recording,
0: which is great, which is great, a recorded marriage. The government should not preside over the divorce of a homosexual couple
1: because the marriage doesn't exist. It
0: doesn't exist. Sure, right. But that's why the government needs to be concerned about the definition of, of what's going on because then you get the government has to preside over polygamy but, divorce. But we have it in the law of land in the constitution. Yeah. So it's already right. there. It's already right. there. Right.
4: Yeah.
2: We just,
1: it turns out we just need to like obey it.
2: Yeah. that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> Man. Life, life yeah. is there first before yeah. you ever get yeah. to the marriage thing right. in article yeah. three. So,
3: so if we compromise on life, why not on marriage? And Yeah. You exactly. talk about yeah, guns. Right. You talk about that one degree. Right. That's, if we can't get the very first article right, right with life.
2: Right. The very first section in the very first article, we don't even get that right. When we compromise on guns, (laughs) that's the very first section of the very first article.
5: Right. Sadly, the driving force behind a lot of this, um, of course, it's another sin issue, but is not so much the issue itself, but it's the money. You know, we talk about the abortion; it's the money. When you talk about the marriages, what's who benefits from all the marriage failures and the divorces? I'm sorry, but the family law bar.
3: lawyers.
0: I knew. It. I liked you about the Texas thing.
5: <laughs> but yeah. I unfortunately um, did practice some of that. I hated it. Uh, and it's the only time in my life I'd ever asked God for money. I said, if you'll give me something, I'll, I'll never do another divorce. The very next day, I settled the case I'd been litigating for eight years. Oh. I've never done a divorce since. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So, so
0: it really seems like in this whole conversation, I mean, we're, we're trying to push a material law on a spiritual people that are blind and and really don't want it.
2: Idaho doesn't want an abortion. They, well, I kind of disagree. There are actually a lot of people in Idaho that want to end abortion. Sure, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, just like majority, majority. I don't like, know if it's majority because we got to get a vote to find out even if it's get the a majority. majority, and right.
3: that's the problem. If we don't yeah. allow a vote in Absolutely. committee, Absolutely. we don't know the people that represent us right. where they really, stand. Really stand on it or not. Absolutely, that well,
1: just that just seems ab- like just. I think that's the thing that we need to really yeah. go blaring at these yeah, people. Why can't we even talk about it? Why can't we just at least have yeah. a vote?
3: Well, and I will tell you this: last year we went spiritual. We decided to pray for the committee chairman. We Amen. we prayed for him. We've asked we God to open his eyes, yeah. and and we we didn't put a lot of pressure. I mean, we John and I would stop in and talk to him in that, but I mean, we knew we were hitting a brick wall. Yeah. Um. But there's been a lot of people praying for him that he will at least allow the bill to be heard. And that's what I guess would ask your listeners. If they could just pray in January, allow the bill to be heard. Is there some
0: sort of resolution that we could pass that would say, you know, what Idaho needs is reformation and revival in the church? You know, you you see what I'm saying? Like, like, let's. (laughs) No, they
2: wouldn't even (laughs) vote to protect Christians. Last last year we we tried
3: to get a resolution. So we just want to bring attention, the Christian persecution and say we're against it. And it got voted down
2: in the house in the house voted down the resolution in the conservative everyone
3: should look up their legislature it seems seems like
2: we should
0: also be pushing some sort of spiritual resolution every year like that like reformation revival you know because we've already come to the conclusion like we want to end abortion but we recognize the first problem is a spiritual problem one one degree off you know in our sin but to get idaho to recognize that our biggest problem is spiritual i think would be pretty significant
1: yeah, mm-hmm. And you can't, but at the same time, I mean, pressing on these practical issues, you, you can't talk about them in a way that divorces it from the spiritual realities. I mean, these I,
2: are- I want to come back to talking about that spiritual reality yeah. and, and the power of prayer that it does move God. Arlene, my wife, is in the studio, and we prayed for Steve Harris before our September conference, and he came. So we had a conference on this bill. Who's Steve Harris? Just a couple. He's the chairman, he's the chairman of chairman. the State Affairs Committee. Okay. He is the guy that we need to give us a hearing. Okay. So we prayed. People prayed for him. Arlene prayed specifically for him. She made a call to him, and then our whole family prayed for him, huh. and he showed up yeah. at our conference. Praise so God, huge. God does God. move, yeah. and that's God. what we need.
1: Yeah. Amen. So, what's the plan this January? When does the when does the term start, and what's the plan?
3: It Starts January sixth. Okay. And the plan is we have we probably will contact the the chairman this month and and talk to him about this before we get down there. Okay. So yeah. I don't I don't know <laughs> we'll play it by ear, but we're yeah. we're gonna try to get a hearing and try to yeah. to have the conversation. So when you you introduce a bill, you basically Bring it in front of the committee and say, I'd like to get a bill number. We'd like to get a bill number. Then you get a hearing.
0: In the committee. In the committee. committee.
3: And and what our big deal is, we'd like to have the discussions, and and we we don't want to turn it into a circus down there. And I I, I think the circus would happen more if they don't allow us to have a hearing. And if they let us have a hearing, I don't think it'll be a circus. I really don't.
1: And if it has a hearing, then the committee votes whether or not to push it on to, to the, the actual floor. floor of the of right. the house, the state house. Yes. Okay. That's the process. And, um, what, what can Idaho people, Idaho listeners in particular, what can we do?
3: I think the biggest thing you can do is make sure you understand the difference of this bill and any other bill. Um, the name of this bill is the abortion human rights act. And the difference is it, it just completely outlaws abortion in our state. Yeah. End of story. Right. So there's, there's no. I mean, you have to understand that it takes a different approach to abortion than any other bill.
1: Does your does your law include language regarding the courts
2: or um, defying Roe versus Wade or any of those kind of things? It does. It does include a section in the bill that does say that we are going to defy the courts and the federal judiciary if they are opposed to this law. Yeah. John, you got anything uh, to wrap up here? Andrew, yep. Tom, Fred. Just, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, sorry.
5: I'm sorry. My grandchildren never forget my name. No. That's,
4: <laughs>
0: that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, just
5: to to kind of follow up on what Heather said, um, you know, as as Idahoans and as liberty-loving uh, Americans, we should know our state government. You should know whether your representative is on the state affairs committee. Yeah. And if if you have a representative that's on the state affairs committee who's been campaigning as a pro-life Republican. There is not a more pro-life bill than right. the uh, abolish abortion bill. And you need to put pressure on your state rep to say, we want this heard. We want to vote. Yeah. Thank I'll, you. I'll
2: tell one thing they can do. Go to our website, abolishabortionid.com. We have a petition that pops up on the screen. If they mm-hmm. could sign it, they'll get on our email list too. And that way we can call them to action, okay. tell them who to contact, As when needed. to contact, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. So that's... Abolishabortionidaho.com. ID, guys, ID. ID. Dot com.
0: Abolishabortionid.com. Electjohngreen.com. RepheatherScott.com. If you guys want to follow up on what they are doing, I guess I'll just end it here. Make sure you guys join the club. We will see you next time. Love God. Love your family. Baptize your babies. Fight. <laughs> laugh and feast. This, this is, is cross-politic. <laughs>